Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 12. Arise, ye people, take your stand. Cast out your idols from the land. Above all doctrine, form, or creed is found the truth that meets your need. Christ's promise stands. They that believe his work shall do, his power receive. Hymn number 12. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. 
The theme for tonight is Keep Going Forward. Our God of Wonders is with us. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. The Lord of hosts is with us. I will remember the works of the Lord. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders. Exodus Now the sojourning of the children of Israel, who dwelt in Egypt, was four hundred and thirty years. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, from before the people. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them encamping by the sea, beside Pihahiroth, before Baal-Zephon, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us, to carry us forth out of Egypt. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, 
and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all the Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them, on their right hand and on their left. Luke, for with God nothing shall be impossible. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. Step by step will those who trust him find that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God, the great I am, the all-knowing, 
all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving, and eternal. Principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, all-substance, intelligence. What cannot God do? From beginning to end, the scriptures are full of accounts of the triumph of spirit, mind, over matter. Moses proved the power of mind by what men called miracles. Now, as then, these mighty works are not supernatural, but supremely natural. They are the sign of Emmanuel, or God with us. Christian science explains to anyone's perfect satisfaction the so-called miracles recorded in the Bible. Ah, why should man deny all might to the divine mind and claim another mind perpetually at war with this mind, when at the same time he calls God Almighty and admits in statement what he denies in proof? You pray for God to heal you, but should you expect this when you are acting oppositely to your prayer, trying everything else besides God? Even if prayer is sincere, God knows our need before we tell Him or our fellow beings about it. If we pray to God as a corporeal person, this will prevent us from relinquishing the human doubts and fears which attend such a belief and so we cannot grasp the wonders wrought by infinite, incorporeal love, to whom all things are possible. Because of human ignorance of the divine principle, love, the Father of all is represented as a corporeal creator, hence men recognize themselves as merely physical, and are ignorant of man as God's image or reflection and of man's eternal, incorporeal existence. The world of error is ignorant of the world of truth, blind to the reality of man's existence, for the world of sensation is not cognizant of life in soul, not in body. Above the platform of human rights, let us build another staging for diviner claims, even the supremacy of soul over sense, wherein man cooperates with and is made subject to his maker. The lame, the blind, the sick, the sensual are slaves, and their fetters are gnawing away life and hope. Their chains are clasped by the false teachings, false theories, false fears that enforce new forms of oppression and are the modern pharaohs that hold the children of Israel still in bondage. Mortals, alias mortal minds, make the laws that govern their bodies as directly as men pass legislative acts and enact penal codes, while the body, obedient to the legislation of mind, but ignorant of the law of belief, calls its own enactments laws of matter. 
The legislators who are greatly responsible for all the woes of mankind are those leaders of public thought who are mistaken in their methods of humanity. The learned quacks of this period bind heavy burdens that they themselves will not touch with one of their fingers. Scientific guessing conspires unwittingly against the liberty and lives of men. Should we but hearken to the higher law of God, we should think for one moment of these divine statutes of God. Let them have dominion over all the earth. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The only law of sickness or death is a law of mortal belief, an infringement on the merciful and just government of God. When this great fact is understood, the spurious, imaginary laws of matter, when matter is not a lawgiver, will be disputed and trampled under the feet of truth. Deal, then, with this fabulous law as with an inhuman state law. Repeal it in mind, and acknowledge only God in all thy ways, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Few there be who know what a power mind is to heal when imbued with the spiritual truth that lifts man above the demands of matter. Moses advanced a nation to the worship of God in spirit instead of matter and illustrated the grand human capacities of being bestowed by immortal mind. Whatever obstructs the way, causing to stumble, fall, or faint those mortals who are striving to enter the path, divine love will remove and uplift the fallen and strengthen the weak. Therefore, give up thy earth weights. As the children of Israel were guided triumphantly through the Red Sea, the dark ebbing and flowing tides of human fear, as they were led through the wilderness, walking wearily through the great desert of human hopes and anticipating the promised joy, so shall the spiritual idea guide all right desires in their passage from sense to soul, from a material sense of existence to the spiritual up to the glory prepared for them who love God. Stately science pauses not, but moves before them, a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night, leading to divine heights. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 115. Holy Father, thou hast taught us we should live to thee alone. Year by year thy hand has brought us on through dangers oft unknown. When we wandered, thou hast found us. When we doubted, sent us light. Still thine arm has been around us. All our paths were in thy sight. Hymn number 115. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. <clears throat> At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We are very grateful to say that people from all over the world have found our church and are participating in our services. And we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, 
has a wonderful collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. Actually, we have several websites in a number of different languages. This brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this healing truth. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. This Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, we will be having our first Bible study since our summer break. The Bible studies are always interesting, so be sure not to miss it. We'll be having one a month. The questions are on the website, and our moderator, Thomas from New York, has suggested we read the whole book of Ephesians to prepare for it. I looked, and it's only about six and a half pages, so that is doable. <clears throat> So be sure to join us this Saturday morning, September 11th at 10 a.m. It's sure to be an interesting time. <clears throat> On Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help us to broaden our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. Then, right after the round table, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in to both of these, the round table and the church service. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. <clears throat> the Sunday school is open to children from everywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area, and would like to attend, they can attend by phone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would like to ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind, when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, 
as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I'm very grateful tonight for all I am learning here in Plainfield and for how practical Christian science is in all portions of my life. I've been thinking today about how thankful I am for all the readings that have been done at this church and for how I have been blessed by being involved in the recording and editing of quite a bit of that audio. This process has made it so I really have to concentrate on each word, listening at least twice, if not three times each recording, while reading along with the text as it becomes ready for the website and YouTube. I'm always so grateful for the additional meaning that the readers bring out, and also for how whatever is read seems so applicable to the moment. The Wednesday readings, including tonight's, are always so wonderful, as are the readings of the weekly lesson and everything on Sunday, and of course the inspiring readings of the books and articles of Mary Baker Eddy and the early workers. It is wonderful to be a part of this church and to have this God-given work to do, and I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful for God's protection. Last Wednesday night, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a really heavy rainstorm uh, last Wednesday. It was the remnants of Hurricane Ida. It was raining when we drove to church, but during the service, it came down in buckets. When we left after the service, our parking lot and the street in front of, of it were flooded. A fire truck tried to turn into the street and quickly backed out again. It was too deep for the fire truck to go through. I called my son to see how the other streets were, and he drove over and, and said that they were passable. So he drove us all home. He took a couple of car loads and took us all home. So we were able to sleep in our own beds that night. <laughs> the service was not interrupted at all. And the church stayed high and dry, like most of our homes. We had been praying that God is the only power, and no one lost electricity, including the church, and that God is not in the storm, but in the still small voice. Error tried to do its darndest to attack, but it failed again, as it always will. Our church service went, went through perfectly with no interruption, and we were so grateful for God's care and that doing his work is the greatest safety there could ever be. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings and the music tonight. I want to express my gratitude for uh, being here and learning how to correctly practice Christian science, the day-by-day -day practical, effective, life-changing principles, and to have fellowship with people near and far working to bring healing to a world in need. 
Before coming here, I had been searching for peace and emotional and physical healing. I felt a deep lack but had no idea how to fill it. I had left the Boston organization feeling something was not right, and I wanted so much to have a deeper connection with God. In my search, I did find several groups of people who gathered together because they have found that their lives were unmanageable without God, and they had made a decision to turn their lives back over to the care of God as they understood Him. This was where I first learned the importance of honesty with myself, gratitude, and starting to evaluate my motives. There were many slogans that were used to keep us on track, such as one day at a time, but I was still trying to do it through human will. I did not really understand the God I was turning to. It was very freeing to be with people who were working to be open about their problems and seeking to find answers in God and live ordered lives. This is something I had not experienced growing up in the Sunday schools. I was learning some needed principles, but deep down I kept searching because new Christian science was the answer and offered healing. The, organ the groups that I was involved with, there were still limitations and rules and feeling that things were permanent and some things could not change and certain labels that were attached to you. Christians, uh, I was very grateful for this time that I had, but the true life-altering learning did not come until I came to Christian Science at this independent church. I learned about God that I was turning my life over to. I gained moral courage to make changes and started to unwind my snarls and negative habits. Peace was growing as I was more consistently aligning my thoughts and actions with the biblical precepts explained in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy, which has all the answers to all life's problems. And by her life, she showed us how to live it day by day it was this science that I am finding I am able to turn my life fully over to the care of God. And we know that nothing is impossible to God and to be in rhythm with good. Now it's not only one day at a time, but with a knowable God, good God, that's leading. I'm so grateful for the teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy and all she sacrificed so we could have this science and all those that have gone before us, especially in this church, and my practitioner. Thank you. Thank you. Betty from California. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Uh, thank you so much for the readings and for the music tonight. Uh, tonight I am grateful for what may seem like a small thing, but for me it's a big deal. Several weeks ago, I noticed what I call ant scouts, single ants wandering around the master bath counters and shower and uh, around the, uh, and in the kitchen counters. While this is a pretty common occurrence from time to time in the summer, there seemed to be more than the usual number, and I was getting, being extra careful about leaving anything with food on it on the counters. 
finally I realized I needed to do something, so I put my foot down and repeated and worked with verses from 9 and 10 from the 91st Psalm. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Those ants do not belong in my home, <laughs> and they have the great outdoors for their habitation. The next day, the ants were gone. And I didn't even see any ants outside for a while either, which is pretty unusual. And another thing that happened that, that didn't happen was they didn't go after the humming boot, uh, hummingbird food or liquid when the woodpeckers spilled it. That's also very unusual. They usually glom on that. In the past, these ant scouts were a precursor to them getting into something, and I would have a major cleanup to do. So I am very grateful for this demonstration. I am also very grateful for the Plainfield Church that teaches Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science and for Plainfield practitioner help over the years. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. There's an article on our website that was particularly helpful to me. It's called A Letter on Poise by Bicknell Young. And as you can imagine from the word poise, it talks about mental stability and it's absolutely something that we have through God, who is our mind. And it is something that's absolutely essential. So I found that article very helpful. There were a couple of statements in there that meant so much to me. And one of them says that we all inherently have the capacity to do the right thing. And another one was, there is always the right thing to do. And it reminded me of a time a number of years ago when a group of us were working together on a project and we reached a point where we didn't know what the next step to do was to uh, complete this project. And we were all looking at each other, throwing our hands up in the air, you know, that sort of thing. Well, I don't know where it came from, but I just said, there is an answer. Even though at the time I didn't know what the answer was. And some of the other guys looked at me and says, yeah, yeah that there is an answer here even though they didn't know exactly what it was at the time. But there was something about the honest acknowledgement that, yes, there was the right thing to do that opened it up. And within just a few minutes, some guy suggested something we do, and he says, yeah, let's do that. And another guy says, yeah, we can do it this way. And it ended up being just the right thing to do. We were able to complete the project. So it made me grateful for our dear God, who is our mind, and he does provide the right answers. Not only that, you know, we're his children, and that as a result of that, we all do have the capacity for doing the thing that's right. So I'm very grateful to have this perfect model to hold in thought and to uh, guide us along the way. Thank you. Thank you. Kara from New Mexico. Go ahead, please. Thank you so much for those readings, Amanda. As always, I heard exactly what I needed to hear. 
which always happens actually at the testimony meetings and study groups at Plainfield. And during the week, I am often filled with gratitude for the testimonies of so many people I may never even meet. And yet, I feel that I know all of you because you share so honestly the way you work and study and pray and progress in Christian science, so that often when I'm praying for inspiration, I think of something that someone has shared that gives me courage and comfort and inspiration right when I need it. I have a lot of friends who listen to podcasts. I don't, but quite a few of them love true crime podcasts, and they always say that they get to know all of the people in them and and feel like they know them as people. Well, the other day I realized that Plainfield's testimony meetings and roundtables are my podcast. I, I look forward to listening to all of you, and I feel as though I know you. So I've come to call them my Godcasts, during which I hear true Christian science shared by real-life people who are living it. And the ideas that are shared become spiritual building blocks, and, and everyone's testimonies are, are confident assurances uh, of just how Christian science can heal and transform lives. The ideas shared are simple to rem- enough to remember, and, and I always appreciate all of them. So I wanted to share a very simple idea that I've turned to over and over again. It's actually a, a simple equation. God is good, and God is all, which means that good is all. I prayed with that idea one time, holding to it and never letting it go when my dog was very badly injured, and it healed him. And a week later on a work trip, I woke up in the middle of the night in a strange city with food poisoning, and I was pretty miserable until the question came to me, do you believe what you said when you were praying for your dog? And quite literally, the moment I answered yes, all the symptoms of the food poisoning stopped as though a switch had been turned on. A couple of months ago, on my way to a hike with some new friends, I was praying about a painful leg and worried about whether I could even do the hike. And the thought came again, but this time slightly differently. God is good, and God is all, so God good is all in all. And I dug deep and really claimed that, and once again, I felt the pain vanish, and I had a wonderful hike and actually a conversation about the Bible with my new friends. This basic equation, just really knowing that if God is good, God is spirit, God is love, God is life, and God is all, then good, spirit, love, life are all in all, period, the end. And it's been a game changer so many times that it's become a basic building block in my practice of Christian science. So I'm grateful to be able to share it with all of you who have shared so much that has meant so much to me. And um, thank you for all of your testimonies this evening. I'm going to be praying about ants. Thank you. And I'm so grateful for everyone who participates in the Plainfield Godcast week after week. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Today's calendar quote reads, Maintain joy throughout your work and in your life by Bicknell Young. I'm grateful for all that I'm learning in Christian science that's helping me to better realize when my thought is off track or not enough on God. I realize now that when I'm not feeling joy, it's because I'm not trusting God enough 
and my focus isn't on him and what he's doing, as it should be. We have so much to work with in this church that I can read, listen to, or simply remember that puts my thought back in the right direction. And the fact that I can instantly pick up my conversation with my ever-present father right where I left off is most comforting. I'm grateful for all all that we have to study in this church and the ways that the study and practice of Christian science is improving my life experience. Thank you, Amanda, for tonight's beautiful reading. Thank you to everyone for all the testimonies given. I'm very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I would like to share my gratitude for the library and website containing books and articles here at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Recently, a group has been proofing Leaves of Healing by Peter V. Ross for the printing of a new paperback book or books for our church. While reading, I found things that were helpful. The following is from page 71. Now, I chose this because in my family, there's a belief of maladies that are hereditary. So I found this very helpful, and he was writing this to someone. Quote, Belief in heredity, as you know, is nonsense. You came directly from the Almighty, the exhaustless reservoir of life perennial, not through any human parentage. In fact, you have not even come from him. You are still with him. And better yet, he is still with you. Hence, your complete safety and your assurance of years of tranquil, tranquil and useful existence. End quote. There are many more encouraging and healing ideas in this book, and I appreciate the dedication of how this church gathers, maintains, publishes, and stores countless treasures for everyone, everywhere, to read, study, or purchase for the purpose of healing and learning about God. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Tonight I'm grateful to be learning that we do have a responsibility for our own experience and that with God all things are possible. I, uh, I know before I came to this church I used to believe that there were things in my life that were totally outside of my control. You know, things like the weather or how the economy can affect my business or how other people thought of me or treated me. And as a result, uh, you know, I was quick to complain when things went wrong that I thought I had nothing to do about. However, it was a teacher of Christian science in this church that taught me that there is nothing in our lives outside of God's control. 
She taught me the importance of listening to God and obeying him. And the fact that when we do what he wants, he takes care of us. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't have difficult experiences, but it does mean that when we do have tough situations, he gives us what we need to meet them and to be better for them. I've seen this to be true not only in my own life, but in the lives of every member of this church. I have seen the weather changed so that things that needed to be done could be done. I have seen careers improved. I have seen relationships fixed. I have seen health improved. I'm grateful for this lesson. It's given me a peace that I never had. And now, whenever something does go wrong in my life, it's a wake-up call that I need to get my thought closer to God and do a better job of obeying Him. And I have learned to be grateful for those experiences that push me closer to God. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us the science of Christianity that explains what Jesus taught and did. I'm grateful to this teacher of Christian science in this church for this lesson, for helping me to see that it's up to us to decide whether we're going to obey God or not, and that that determines how well things go in our lives. We really do reap what we sow. <laughs> So grateful to be here tonight, and thank you for those fine readings tonight. Thank you. Craig. I also wanted to give thanks for those inspiring and strong readings tonight. <clears throat> uh, it means so much to have the truth to have that, yes, God is a refuge. Truth is a refuge. When we, as we learn more about God to Christian science, we get to hold fast more to God and to find a, a greater peace. Now, I found that uh, the, <clears throat> the work of the church members, everybody everywhere, I'm sure, it makes me uh, be able to work better to become a better person, to see my, understand God better, think clearly, feel like uh, I'm hearing him, or knowing it, and doing as he would have me do. Prior to coming to this church, I think I, I, I did a lot of hiding. I would take care of my immediate uh, <clears throat> responsibilities and, and basically put aside things outside that. But that's not very satisfying, and it really just delays, probably, difficult things from uh, being dealt with. But when I, I, I keep finding that uh, I learn more and more how much that uh, we all need God. One of my favorite books is Watch Prayer's Arguments, where Mrs. Eddy, she prays. And one that helped me so today was, Father, teach me how to still the clamoring of sense 
and fill my place as listener, that I may hear thy voice and grow to understand thy word, and so become thy messenger. Then teach me how to banish pride and stubborn will, that I may be thy representatives, with no false sense of human zeal, that every word may bless and heal when I thy message give. And it meant a whole lot to me because I had been disturbed today and been working, but uh, <clears throat> it, I kept repeating the work. <laughs> it didn't stop. But when I started to pray and, and go through these prayers, I, I felt a, a great peace. And then when I worked, things stayed. <laughs> and so he told me how we connect to God and then let him work through us. I was just trying to let it work, and I wasn't in the right thought at the time. Lifted it high enough, at least. I thank God for, for all the lifting that goes on here through literature and to each other, and I thank you again for the music that's so inspiring. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and the beautiful music. I recently had a wonderful working out of a lost check through God's love and strong practitioner support. I couldn't find my salary check to deposit it. I found a portion of it that I keep for records and thought I hadn't deposited it. Then I looked on my computer to see if there was any evidence there. And there was nothing. So I got practitioner help support in the matter. Practitioner said to stop looking and be peaceful. So let God tell me where it is. In a short while, I checked back my, I checked my bank account on my computer again and saw a deposit for a larger amount. I looked for my checkbook and saw that the larger amount. I then saw that that included two items together. The check I had uh, looking for, I couldn't find, turned out to be the one of those items. I had deposited it. Getting my thought quiet, God led me to the answer I needed. It confirmed that I had deposited it, and all was well. I am so grateful for Christian science, and all is good. Thank you, God, Mary Baker Eddy, and Christ Jesus for this practical way of life. Thank you. Florence, Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda, for those beautiful readings tonight. And that story with uh, Moses and the Israelites, with the Egyptians after them always, is one that we can apply to ourselves in all the seeming problems that come up. I am so grateful tonight. You read from people's idea of God, the lame, the blind, the sick, the sensual, are slaves, and their fetters are gnawing away life and hope. Their chains are clasped by the false teachings, false theories, 
false fears that enforce new forms of oppression and are the modern pharaohs that hold the children of Israel still in bondage. You know, what's confronting the world today seems like, you know, it's a, the story really will help us all. It makes you wonder, is God not here? Is he not here? He is. And I'm so grateful for the many stories, other stories in the Bible, for Christ Jesus' own work that he said we can do also. For Mrs. Eddie, what she did to show mankind our freedom, that God made us all free. We We do not need to be in bondage. I'm grateful for all the testimonies tonight. I'm grateful that we are taught that only good does survive, that anything that has a wrong motive will ultimately fail. God is with all of his children everywhere, and we can look to her and continue going forward doing good. I'm so grateful to be here tonight for the music, the hymns, and for all the testimonies. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Mary. Just a couple of things to read tonight. Um, First from North Carolina. For me, family visits bring a lot of love, but also a lot of challenges. With extra tasks and compromises, I am aware of my patience being tested as the length of the stay increases. This time, without directly asking, a quote of Mrs. Eddy's played continuously in my mind, quote, with scarcely a spark of love in their hearts, end quote. This phrase repeated itself over and over again, reminding me that whatever had to be done must be infused with the spirit of divine love or don't bother. Part of a longer quote on page 312 of Science and Health, these few little words guided my actions throughout the visit, and I've been hanging on to them ever since. They contain unlimited seeds of wisdom and healing power, and as they are planted, they ensure continued growth and understanding of the Christ truth. With grateful appreciation to God, and to all at Plainfield Christian Science providing daily inspiration, profound teachings, and guidance for all. And this is the quote from Science and Health. People go into ecstasies over the sense of a corporeal Jehovah, though with scarcely a spark of love in their hearts. Yet God is love, and without love, God Immortality cannot appear. Mortals try to believe without understanding truth. Yet God is truth. Mortals claim that death is inevitable, but man's eternal principle is ever-present life. Mortals believe in a finite personal God, while God is infinite love, which must be unlimited. And then I will read from England. She sent two testimonies. I'll read the first. 
She says, uh, thanks so much for reading out my testimony last Wednesday. It is such a joy to be part of Plainfield and to be able to contribute. Another wonderful, wonderful roundtable on Sunday. Thank you so much. I really need to listen to them all over and over again. The storm sound effects from last Wednesday's service were particularly realistic. Please pass on my congratulations to your sound effects departments <laughs> for their efforts. They certainly had me praying for the safety of all of you. <laughs> and as you know, those weren't sound effects. That was the real thing. Um, okay, so then she's saying, her, this is her testimony. One Sunday, one Sunday morning last week, I went to take my dogs up to our field for them to have a run. I took the dogs on a leash onto the road where the van was parked. The village was quiet, and I was half-heartedly fiddling with the key and opening the door, foolishly letting myself be distracted with life and thoughts. I sw swapped the leashes all onto one hand so I could push the door open the whole way without wrapping them safely around my wrist. Just as I did this, a lady with a large black Labrador emerged from the footpath at the other side of the road from us. My dogs were surprised and immediately reacted towards the other dog, dog, barking and lunging, and the other dog retaliated. For a second, it looked like it was going to be a real mess, but the most amazing thing happened. All three leashes stayed in my hand, and the dogs went nowhere. They lunged together a second time, and again the leashes stayed in my hand. The lady pulled her dog away, and the crisis was averted. As this occurred, I knew with every material sense that I did not have a good enough grip on the leashes for them to remain in my hand. Everything in the moment said, uh-oh, these are going to go. But somehow, they stayed in my hand. There was no explanation that I could see other than divine intervention and I was so very, very grateful for this demonstration of protection, power, and support. God had my back while I fiddled. So, and then I'll read the next part next week. And I, too, would just say how grateful I am for the beautiful readings tonight. It's so comforting to know, as was the last few verses from Science and Health, that stately science pauses not, but moves before them, a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night, leading to divine heights. And so as we go through what seems to be a very troubled time, we can know we have this light leading us. It's with us every step of the way. And if we stay faithful to this science, to this truth, to our God, we will come through victoriously. I'm so grateful for all of your beautiful testimonies tonight, the beautiful music, and readings. So grateful to be with you all, and have a good night. Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 65. From glory unto glory, be this our joyous song. From glory unto glory, tis love that leads us on. As wider yet and wider, the rising splendors glow. What wisdom is revealed to us, what freedom we may know.
in number 65. 